from our home to your speakers. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Padar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paynar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And we are live at the AICPA Engage event, and it's pretty cool. And um, we've been talking all day, and last year, <laughs> all day, we have not shut up at all. <laughs> and last year, I was at actually an AIM event, and I got to hear our, our new guest um, speak, and I thought his session was the best session ever. So when I was looking at the lineup and who we were going to get as speakers, um, I, I, I had to ask him if he would speak for us. And our guest is Scott Wayne. And he has like a crazy background and he talks all about innovation and negotiation. And um, I'm just so excited to have him here. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about what exactly you do, because I'm still kind of like confused. Welcome, Scott. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Well, before we get there, let's just say this is a crazy conference because there are, what, 4,000, 4,500 CPAs here. So many. We're at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and we are located all of maybe 100 feet from swimming pools full of semi-clad people. People, and yet 4,500 people are choosing to be indoors listening to uh, lectures on running your CPA business. So clearly this is a passionate group of people. And they're all sober right now. Right. So who am I and what do I do? So my name's Scott Wayne. I'm the founder of several companies. And we study how human beings make decisions. So we study the crazy choices that people make. So actually being in Las Vegas is a target-rich environment for us because we see people making choices that are completely irrational. Um, and taking risks in places they probably shouldn't, quite frankly. And so we look at organizational change. So we've got one company, The Frontier Project, that studies organizational behavior, so how companies and entities, employees interact. We have another company that's called Envoy that looks at how markets operate, so how consumers make choices in making buying decisions. And we try to deploy behavioral economics and negotiation theory to change those choices for good. Here. Well, let's not talk about the jail time, but aside from that... (laughs) Actually, I spent some time in jail uh, here in Las Vegas, but I was on the right side of the uh, right side of the rail, so to speak. So I was trained as a diplomat, and I worked for the British government. And a long time ago, I was Her Majesty's uh, Vice Consul to, amongst other places, Las Vegas. So I, I did actually spend a lot of time in Las Vegas prisons uh, visiting Brits who were in jail here for all kinds of nefarious purposes. <laughs> and then occasionally we'd ship them back sort of handcuffed to a Scotland Yard detective on a Virgin Atlantic flight. So I, I know the other side of Las Vegas more than the, uh, the party side. <laughs> of Las Vegas. So as a diplomat, and then we moved in the private sector, and now we help companies and big humanitarian organizations and foundations try to change employee and consumer behavior for uh, positive outcomes, whether that's around diversity or sustainability, but all tied to the bottom line of business growth. So it's trying to uh, pull uh, bottom line realities of, of working in a business system with trying to make the world a slightly better place. So you're speaking here. So yep. what, what was your uh, talk about? So uh, we gave two talks this morning that were connected to a similar theme. That this morning we were talking about innovation, and this afternoon we were talking about negotiation. Mm-hmm. And they're often tread as very uh, separate paths. But we were 
but they're actually very connected because the one concept that really ties the two together is the, the lenses through which we see the world. And so obviously CPAs are dealing with, with data and numbers and facts. But in the world of decision making, um, depending upon our backgrounds and how we see the world and our experiences in the world, we can take the same data set and perceive it very differently. And if we learn to put a different lens on the same information in the innovation world, that helps us identify opportunities. And in the negotiation world, it helps us to empathize with the other side to try to find mutual agreement. And so in a lot of cases, what we find in the innovation space is that clients just don't see the opportunities because they have a fixed way of thinking about it. And in the negotiation side of our work, we see that people get way too caught up in their positions and not being able to see the other side to be able to move to move things forward. And so that's where, where the two parties come together. So I read something, and I think it was maybe on your website, where you talk about the operating system of our approach, the updating the operating system of our approach to negotiation. Yes. So can you talk to me about that? What does that mean? So I would say, or we passionately believe that in uh, business culture today, we've been dominated by what I call like an MBA sales culture. So there's a lot of training about selling and winning and beating the other side. And if you mm. look at the business textbooks, it's all about victory and winning. Mm-hmm. Well, negotiations about both sides winning. And, but we don't really teach negotiation in school, in graduate school. It's sort of a, actually, it's a new science in many ways. Uh, there, there wasn't really a written theory of negotiation up until the 1980s. There were all these practitioners. But we're now, through neuroscience, being able to prove scientifically why various techniques in negotiation work. And so we can scan the brain and see what we knew worked historically, why scientifically that, that works, and why things like the, um, the lighting in a room, the scent in a room, affects how we perceive things and see things and hmm. how our brains react to that. So my talk this afternoon was at 1.30 in the afternoon in a windowless conference room after lunch. Physiologically, you can guarantee that your audience isn't ready to learn, okay? <laughs> this morning, the innovation talk was at 9.20 in the morning. Everybody was caffeinated out of their brains. They yeah. were wide awake and very willing to listen to a talk. So like for like, you could almost guarantee that people preferred the former. And so we're constantly studying these things, but sales theory doesn't teach you that. It teaches sort of needs-based selling and challenges sales and all of that stuff. Negotiation teaches you to get into the head of the other people and really see the world from their perspective. And then just as you do in innovation, ideate paths forward to reach your outcome. Hmm. And there's one concept in there that we're pushing really hard, which is this idea of differentiating between your position on an issue and your interest in an issue. And the example we used this afternoon was around uh, gun ownership in the United States, where we're all caught up into our different positions. And please, let's not have a debate about gun ownership. We could go on for a, for a long time here. But it's a really great example of here is, a, here is an issue where we are caught up uh, with ideas of constitution and freedom and child safety and all of these things. And in order for us to reach agreement, in order for uh, you to be right, I have to be wrong and vice versa. So we get locked into these places. But if we were to ask the American public, would we like our children to be safe in schools? Everybody's going to say yes, absolutely. And that's our common interest. Mm. And in many cases, we're talking about the wrong thing. We're talking about whether I'm right and you're wrong. What we should be talking about is what is our common interest that, that we move forward? And that's really something that we, mm. we push pretty hard. So have you seen kind of the effects of, as you've studied this stuff, um, the ripple effects now of business owners learning from it and actually making concrete changes to their businesses or actually it helping them? Oh, absolutely. And, and in, in this industry, in the CPA industry, as with all professional services, there's no 
uh, objective test of whether a CPA is a good CPA or not. You can't do the Pepsi challenge. So you can't run the same scenario, the same situation, and have two different firms with the same access running the same project. So the only thing as a, as a non-practitioner uh, in the space, if I'm a client, I am a client of several CPA firms, the only thing that tells me whether that CPA is effective or not is everything actually around the work, the periphery of the work, how they present the information, whether I'm surprised by the bill, how I interact with the team, what level of communication you have with me, if you speak in my language or your language. But the actual core service, almost by definition, I'm not a practitioner, so I don't mm-hmm. really know. Right, you don't even good. know if it's right or know. wrong. Yeah, maybe a few years later after the IRS investigation, <laughs> but, I, but no, yeah. so it's everything else. And that can have dramatic effects on the, the bottom line growth of, of people in professional services. Once you realize that you're not really selling um, the core product, but you're selling the whole emotional experience of, mm-hmm. around it, of engaging. Mm-hmm. Not the brand, not the, the logo and that, it's not that, it's the, it's the experience and, and what I'm buying. So mm-hmm. am, I buying, uh, am I buying an audit service or a tax filing service? Am I really buying sleeping well at night with right. the insurance that I've got a great CPA firm that's looking out for me? And based upon what you think you're selling, you're going to negotiate very differently based on that. So for you, what makes a successful negotiator? Oh. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm not sure I'm one of them. I mean, that's that's the other thing to say is that uh, you can be amongst the best, but you never really know whether you're the best. This is an art, not a science. And there are a lot of very good people out there who do this. I think somebody who's a good negotiator is always interested in making sure that we make the pie bigger, mm. not fighting over the pie. Mm. Right. And anybody who says there was a great negotiator because I won these negotiations, by definition, isn't a great negotiator because we should be talking about us both parties winning in some form or other. Yeah. Are we moving past the sort of that dichotomy that I win, you lose? Oh, we're sort of deep into it. We're ripping I our know, societies right? apart. And, we you are. Know, you, you speak to a Brit right now where the United Kingdom seems to be the home of every disaster <sighs> that could possibly go in terms of making lousy decisions. Um, the, uh, <laughs> no, I think what we're seeing actually is, is we're living more in these technology bubbles that we're actually pulling further apart where we're getting these self-reinforcing views and less practiced at seeing the other perspective. And it really is something that we need to be talking about on a much wider social basis is being less polarized or at least being in your poll, but being able to see the other side and talk about those differences. Well, thank you, Scott. This has been a phenomenal interview. I'm so glad that you were able to join us at the AICPA Engage event. And stay tuned because we're going to have more great interviews coming up. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what What's best for your clients? Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow. 
manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. Engage your learning, engage your network, engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAengage.com to find out more. That's AICPAengage.com.